Welcome to Music Therapy, the podcast where we talk about music and how it helps our mental health. On this episode, I'm joined with a very special guest, Jay, who is the lead singer of metal band Skywalker, who just released their latest album, Late Eternity. No, how are you doing today, man? How's it going? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's all right, given the circumstances, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good, I guess. How about you? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. How's Prague at the moment? Um, I'd say weird. The the country is pretty much locked down. Like you can't travel between uh, districts, um, unless it's for work or or, or whatever. So so it's a uh, it's a bit weird because like you know nothing was going on for like a year and now now it's even less. So so it's uh, it's really strange. But um, I you know I guess it's necessary. So I take it for what it is. Um, I'm trying to be cool with it really. So it's it, it's weird. It's it's weird to see the city so dead kind of empty um you know when when normally it's like this cultural hub in a way so yeah of course yeah a, bit of a weird one but uh i guess it could be worse i don't yeah. really know how but i guess it's good <laughs> we're getting there we're getting there hopefully hopefully yeah. next year we'll get there yeah i want to dive straight into your new album i mean you released uh late eternity what last month right um yeah, yeah, it's been it's been out yeah. for for about a month now. Yeah, 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 and it's you know a million streams in two weeks on Spotify. Well, you know, obviously it built upon a few of the singles, but it still was great. Within within, yeah, I think it was two weeks. Yeah, we got there. That was that was that was incredible. Like just just to see the number million, one million, you know, associated with anything that we've created. That's quite uh extraordinary for us um and uh and a milestone in a way not that we create music to get million plays on spotify that's not that never was the goal but it does feel great and it's certainly something that you know coming from where we come from and doing what we do it's it's not necessarily something that you would expect so it does feel great that's for sure i feel like especially in the you know certain you know the situation we are in currently you can't go off and tour and promote the album right the fact that you've released an album you know in the middle of a pandemic and it's you know done so well uh, right is amazing you know it's awesome it's awesome i i was thinking at the beginning of the pandemic maybe in terms of streaming this would be kind of positive because people would be stuck at home and maybe maybe just spending more time with you know music like like listening to it on their devices but i don't know i feel like it is true that especially in rock music, you're not, or th- that's the way it is for me. Like if I'm not seeing bands live, I'm not, I'm not necessarily uh, motivated to go out there and, you know, uh, look for new bands. So I guess at the end of the day, it's, it's much harder to get attention because you're, you're not physically out there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so your first single for the album was Ignis. Mm-hmm. That came out back in 2019. Yeah. So do you want to dive in and tell me a bit about that track? Yeah, uh, it's uh, I really like this one because uh, I remember the time where we uh, tracked sort of the first kind of demo version of the song. And I had a few ideas as as to how I wanted the chorus to go. And then my brother, who's our drummer and our like sort of chief producer, he had some other ideas and then we kind of mixed it all up and then we, you know, uh, tracked the vocals and stuff like that. And then we listened back to it and we were just thinking, wow, this is fucking amazing. You know, like this, this sounds nothing like anything we'd done before that. And we felt like, Hey, uh, 
this this feel like this feels like us you know this feels like we've found that place where we kind of belong um and it's been a wild ride ever since but uh the track is the track is really personal that's that's for sure it's a it's one that i wrote about um i want to say i wrote it about mental health but i don't want to i don't want it to sound cliche i do feel like sometimes bands try and force you know to to talk about this topic but i kind of wanted to turn it uh, you know on its head kind of reverse it and and speak about how some of the more negative states of mind are more of an illusion brought upon by whatever it is it can be the chemistry in the body it can be just experiences whatever triggers that uh you know whatever starts happening like this cascade of 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 things happening in you in your mind and i didn't want to kind of um given to this uh, typical sort of uh, lyrical content of, you know, my life just sucks and I just want to be happy and this and that. I mean, we all do, but how about I write about how I think that truly life isn't so bad, (laughs) you know, it just is. And many of these things are kind of like, whatever it is in your life that's kind of leading you astray. And I'm not trying to sound like a PMA person or anything like that. I'm just saying, hey, it's just a natural part of life. And these, you know, this darkness, these demons in your mind, you know, they, they're not real, you know, they're not necessarily real. It's just, that's why we called it Ignis. It's like a short for Ignis Fatus, which means like, well of the wisp, I guess. So this little light that kind of leads you to your doom, you know, so you don't need to follow, you know. So for me personally, the song is more positive than negative. I guess it doesn't really sound that way, but that's my understanding of the song anyways. No, no, I think that's great to, you know, put a spin on mental health. And, you know, there's always a positive side. You know, you're not going to feel, even if you feel like you're going to always feel down, you're eventually going to have, you know, those good days where you feel yeah. the world, you know, and especially yeah. in different circumstances. Everyone, as you said, you know, being at home, it's just a bit of a weird and shit time. Um, right. Yeah, I feel like, you know, having that positive message within mental health is great. Uh, yeah. song I wanted to talk about was Justify Me. I mean, personally for me, this is a special song. This was the song that I saw you guys for the first time um, when you were supporting Shapes. Oh, and badass. Was it the London show? Yeah, yeah. And you created a song to the LGBTQ plus community. For sure. Which was a surprise for me, you know, being a gay man in the UK and a massive okay. um, it's It's super cool that, you know, you dedicated that um, song to that community. Um, so yeah, really, you know, why did you feel necessary to write a song, you know, about those things and basically dedicate the song to that community? Well, it's basically what you just said, you know, you said you were surprised. It's like, yeah. how in the fuck are you surprised by this? You know, like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not a, not a criticism of you. It's more like, how is that even possible that, you know, anyone would be surprised by, uh, us being supportive of, of this particular community you know it's like it would I I would consider it to be completely natural because like you know it's none of my business what people you know who they want to love and what they'd want to do like I, I just don't get that I really yeah. don't and it does make me angry very much um even though you know our band is a you know bunch of stray guys so we have no first-hand experience with this and um like homophobia or anything like that. So I guess some, some people could look at it as like, you know, what are you even talking about? You have no experience with that. Why would you want to 
try and put yourself in the, in the shoes of somebody else. But that's exactly what I was trying to do. And I'm going to be honest about it. So if someone told, you know, if someone tells me like, you know, this song, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, don't try to capitalize on somebody else's problems. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'll respect it. But the response to it, especially for, from within the LGBTQ community has been really overwhelmingly positive. So I was thinking maybe this is actually something that we should do. We, we should try and support people and be honest about like, I'm trying to imagine what it's like for you. Like, sorry, if I fail, I know that there are limits to, you know, how, how much I can, um, I can, uh, you know, feel what you feel, but I, I really want to, I really want to be there. And I just want to say that, you know, I, I call it justify me, but the point is you don't have to justify yourself. You should never be forced to justify who you love and you know who you want to be with whatever it is like how you feel about these things you know it's just like it's really disgusting and kind of creepy when you think about just how much people are obsessed with other people's sexualities like yeah like get the fuck out of my life seriously (laughs) seriously you know isn't kind of creepy when you think about like all these old boomer dudes who are like so obsessed with like what you do like get the fuck out of here you know seriously like yeah yeah what's your problem creep so, yeah. so I, I, I wanted to write that song, but you know, another reading of the song, which I think is also important. It is a song about the struggle for um, kind of accepting who you are for what you are, you know, like accepting yourself and also expressing yourself in a way which you deem uh, necessary and appropriate for who you are. And just don't fucking justify yourself to anyone. Like if people don't wanna accept you, they probably won't, right? But times are changing super slowly, but I really hope they are. But yeah, yeah I, I really felt like this is something that needs to be talked about because like, if you're going to judge people for love, uh, that's disgusting. And, and just, it's extremely disturbing that people still do it, you know, and I can't imagine what it's like, but I, I, I wanted to try. So you tell me if I succeeded or not, because like, you know. Definitely. No, it's an amazing song. And, you know, it's always Thank you. it's always one of those songs where I feel like, you know, I'm a shit day and just those lyrics, I'm human and I'm proud. I feel mm. like I'm, that's, the, that's the one lyric in the whole album that just stands out the most to me. That's badass. Thank you. I, yeah, I yeah. really appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's honestly a really great song. And yeah, you, you did a great job. And as you said, you know, ev- everyone's human. We're all the same. You know, we have loads of different beliefs and, you know, yeah. If people love, you know, if a man loves a man, if a woman loves a woman, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? We all get in front like of the weird, yeah. Life. Yeah. I don't know, people are weird, man, but. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. Um, the third and final track I want to talk about is Soundtrack. Um, okay. Yeah, I just, I just found it's, it's an interesting one, um, especially the lyrics. So if okay. basically discuss the lyrics and pretty much just tell everyone what that's about, that'd be great. Uh, someone told me that they understood soundtrack to be like Ignis Part Two, both lyrically and and, and sonically, because it kind of sounds similar in a way. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the lyrics, it's 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 uh, sort of going back to what we started, uh, you know, the first single with, which is obviously mental health. But this one, I I, I don't know, I kind of like that. Anyone would think that, but uh, at the same time, this is uh, this is more specifically about how. I think it's maybe uh, I think it's maybe typical for musicians because we are so obsessed with sound and everything we do, and the the only way we know how to express ourselves is through sound, right? Yeah. So so silence truly is 
quite uh, uncomfortable for me. Like not, not everybody in the band is the same, but I almost always listen to something like, like, you know, when I'm not talking to someone, I'm, I'm, you know, chances are I'm listening to something. Sometimes I even fucking play video games that have great soundtracks and on top of it, listen to music. It's like the weirdest thing, (laughs) but I really can't stand silence, but you know, it's obviously connected to another thing. I've always had a hard time kind of being with myself. So I really don't enjoy loneliness. Uh, Like just, you know, like put me in a room just on my own and I'm probably going to have a pretty hard time. Yeah. Um, So I wanted to talk about this weird feeling and and I wanted to use these like metaphors of silence and then words and language and sounds, you know, and echoes and all that, because like, you know, all I ever studied was languages and all I ever, all I ever do is music. So, so it's all about making some sort of sound noise, whatever you will call it. And, and this silence kind of offers this space for all these, all these um, voices to start, you know, creeping out of like, you know, your, your subconscious and just like all these doubts and all these dark thoughts and all these, you know, I feel like listening to, you know, thousands of like different little voices speaking in different little languages and, and, and it's really uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I don't think I'm necessarily aiming anywhere with the song. I'm just saying, this is kind of how, how I'm feeling. And in, in the, uh, in the bridge part, I'm saying um, losing your grip and let go because sometimes you you feel like it's too much and and you know there's this strain and there's this is like spasm and you kind of just want to let go. It's come on, like chill the fuck out, dude. Like you don't have to stress so much about all this stuff going on in your head. Yeah, but it's hard. And uh, I'm not I'm really I'm not trying to say like this is how you do it or you can't ever sort this out because you know everything's fucked up. No, I'm just kind of describing how I feel. You're not the only person who's told me that this song really speaks to them. So I guess if it makes this sort of connection, the connection itself is what matters. So I'm not really trying to pursue any, you know, I I have no agenda with this song. I'm just really describing how I feel. No, I I feel the same. Exactly. I'm exactly the same as you. I feel like 95% of the time I'm either listening to music or I've got, you know, the CV on, um, yeah, I you know when I'm out walking, I've always got headphones in. It's just yeah. you can't sit in a room with just silence. It's just it's too weird. Yeah, I feel like growing up with you know music and being around music your whole life, you just uh, you know yeah. being surrounded by it essentially. Hundred um, percent. And you know it's when, not a great it's not a great thing. It's not great to be in this place. Like you should be able or should be should you know, should is such a such a weird word, but I guess you should be able to be with yourself and kind of be with silence yeah kind of listen to those voices and accept them you know like i spent years trying to meditate and do all this shit but at the same time i'm thinking i don't know um i guess i just want to be honest and authentic and i'm not having a great time being with myself so i may as well tell you yeah so there it is that soundtrack no that's great no thank you um i yeah i was just you know pretty much as we touched on earlier with the pandemic going on um I feel like for people being stuck at home, especially music fans and musicians, not being able to tour and go to gigs, you know, gigs are a fucking massive part of my life. You know, I go to concerts constantly. Um, it's just a massive release, especially, you know, when you've got that massive connection with the music that you listen to. Yeah. How's it been on the other side of the spectrum, you know, actually being in a band and not being able to tour and, you know, meet your fans and hang out really? Uh, well, I'm going to say that this is just, you know, strictly personal feeling so i'm 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 100 sure that this is 
definitely not the most important thing in the world to figure out right now. But for me as a person, like not being able to be out there on tour, not being able to play, you know, gigs for me personally is the worst part of the pandemic, like hands down, no question. Yeah. It's just, it feels so, so fucking weird. And, you know, again, it's not even the same for everybody in the band. Like other guys in the band have like maybe different preferences or we all enjoy touring a lot, but other, other, you know, the other guys kind of also enjoy studio time and doing this and doing that. I, I don't really like that too much for me. It's always been about touring. So like always, that's the thing. I, I literally write songs to be able to go on tour. Yeah. So and see people and be with them like every night you're in a different city and just like hanging out with people and like all that fucking fragile ego you may have just you know goes out the window because like you're just hanging out and you're just a dude having a good time and it's awesome and then when you have people who you know every city you go people tell you hey this is great it's great what you do and you have this chance to actually be with them because like the internet can never substitute that like at all yeah And, and now that now that you don't have it it's just like there's this gigantic hole in my soul which needs filling and and it you know it it has to be gigs and you know i totally respect that now is not the time to do gigs it's not and we're not going to do like these half-ass weird shows like uh, you know like drive-ins and all that stuff like we've turned you know we've turned people down with like offers for shows like that yeah it doesn't make any sense and like i'm gonna I'm going to try and, and, you know, uh, just, just hold on, but it, it, it's the worst. It's the worst, man. It, it, it feels like everything that you, everything that you, you know, built your life around, it's like, it's, it's not there. And I know it's temporary, but it doesn't feel temporary. Yeah, sometimes. Of course. I yeah. have had not, not too many, but I have had moments throughout this past year and, and what year and a month or something Yeah, where, where, you know this like sudden p- paranoia kind of you know uh wins me over and, and i feel like fuck like i'll probably never do this again and then i think hey like nothing lasts forever like that that's okay even if it's two years whatever that's not forever and and people are not forgetting you know it's not as it's not as crazy as everybody's saying you know there are so many misconceptions like if you don't put out content every fucking day you know people forget no nah, i don't think our fans are idiots I think they have attention spans for of more than like half a day. You know what I mean? So yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's okay. We're we're, we're going to be back out there. We got we got tours booked and and all that, but we'll just see if it happens or if we're going to postpone or whatever. But it's going to happen. But it, dude, it's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. Like that's not, you know, if I ever thought about like not touring, I never thought that this would be the reason. You know, yeah, like, of course, it would yeah. not be possible. It's like, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Definitely. Well, I, I feel like with you guys, you connect with the fans really well when it comes to social media and stuff. You know, you're constantly mm-hmm. seeing just images and just updating fans, you know, not only on, you know, the band's page, but on your personal pages as well. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Sugar House, you know, group page on Facebook. You did the live and lockdown video last year on Dreambound, was it? Um, yep. Yep. You know, just because you're not touring, you're still doing stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know, like you gotta, you gotta stay active if you don't want to go crazy. You know, it's literally what it is. I think, I think it was maybe, I would say that maybe March last year, like the first, because like, obviously the, the first lockdown started like, you know, halfway through March. Yeah. So the tour we, we were supposed to be on got canceled and we went back and we were like, 
so what are we going to do? You know, in the first, the first maybe week was, was really like, I was just sitting home thinking like, I have no clue what to do. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like I have, I, I don't, I just don't, just don't know what to do. And I wasn't like inspired to do anything. I, I was like, I was not motivated at all. But then we thought, Hey, why don't we just like, you know, jump on it, get together as soon as possible. And just like, you know, um, just uh, record this, this, this set that would have been the live set for, for yeah. the tour. Like so many people were going to come to that tour and we got so much feedback when we first announced it and we were like, this is going to be dope. And now they're just not going to see it. So let's put it out there just for fun. Like we're still here. And also it's, it's a great uh, new sort of experience because we didn't really know how to pull it off, but some, yeah. somehow we did. Um, yeah. And we constantly put out something, you know, I'm just like sitting here on my phone and thinking, Oh, let's post a picture here. Let's post a picture there. Let's kind of stay connected. But um, I don't like have like a social media plan, but a lot of people say that we do it well and that's great, but you know, it's not even, again, you know, none of what we do is like trying to suck up to the fans. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like I feel like I owe everybody something. It's more like, I literally feel like we're just, we're just mates with people who support our band. So why, why don't we just like kind of try and be out there for them, you know, it, cause it's fun. It's, it's nice to talk. Yeah, you know, like definitely. random messages, whatever. It's it's really nice. It's it's just quite natural. So we're not trying to be these mysterious guys or whatever. And and at the same time, I'm just not gonna say like thank you, thank you, thank you all the time. It's like no, here's the music. Cool. Let's let's talk about it. Let's have a good time. And we can't be on tour, so whatever we can do in the meantime, let's do it. You know, it's yeah, it's, exactly. a, it's a pretty natural thing to be honest. It's definitely no, not forced. Uh, I'm interested in you know, growing up, uh, you know, what bands really influenced you? Mm-hmm. I don't really know the answer to this, but just sharing, you know, <laughs> the bands that you liked growing up and pretty much how yeah. into music. So, so well, if you know the answer, I'm sure you're talking about Blink-182, but course. they were not, for me and my brother, who's the drummer again, Damien, yeah. um, they were not the first band that we consider like our band you know like like okay yeah, yeah. the first time i felt like this is my band that's speaking to me it was the offspring i'm pretty sure and i must have been around 10 i'd say 10 years old when i first heard the offspring i think they had the the album americana out at the time so i was probably less than 10 like a really young kid and i just thought it was the coolest sound ever you know like in our in our home, you know, there was music around all the time. My, my, my father is a huge, like, Peter Gabriel fan or Phil Collins, Genesis, you know, that, 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 that sort of thing. A YouTube, yeah. like, British, predominantly, like, British 80s uh, new wave sort of music, which is, which is great. But then I heard this, like, like kind of raw and rough sound, and I was thinking, that's absolutely amazing. So we got that on a, on a cassette tape, which was really cool at the time. And we really got into like punk rock because we, we, we felt like that's the sound of our generation, you know, like punk rock and skateboarding and that's what it is. So for us, it was like predominantly punk rock and then a rap because rap was like the other cool thing. Um, and somewhere in between there was new metal, which was kind of like rap, but kind of like metal, punk, whatever, you know, like yeah. guitars, that sort of thing. So Limp Bizkit and Korn and, and Deftones, obviously. Um, and all these bands and uh, loads of punk rock, obviously. Um, so I think this is mainly what we grew up on. Uh, one of my brothers once said that 
you know, the music that we listened to as kids was the music that you can skateboard to, like any music that you can connect to skateboarding at the time. That's what we loved. Um, so what was there? Bad Religion, No Effects, Pennywise, but at the same time, like Wu-Tang Clan and Dr. Dre and Eminem, obviously, we love this, this guy, and, and then loads of new metal as well. Great music. It, it was such a great time, though, because like you could turn on TV and, you know, especially on MTV, that was there was great music at the time. It, it was yeah, awesome. Sure. It was all like punk rock and new metal uh, and rap, old school rap. It was, it was great, man. I loved it. Yeah, it was all mainstream at the time as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like you don't get it anymore. Like, yeah, I feel like growing up, you know, in the UK, we obviously had Krang, we had Scars. Yeah, dude, so cool. You know, after school, I'd go home and just be at my grandma's and just sit there and for hours just listen to, like, you know, music and what's in those. And that's how you discovered music those days because I feel like, you know, being younger, especially like 10, 11, mm. I wasn't really going to concerts as often. Um, no, for sure. Getting yeah. influences from, you know, your families and yeah. um, stuff like that is how you really discover music. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's That's just pretty cool, though. It, we, you know. I think we were very fortunate, especially at the time. Like, it was a great, or it is a great generation to be part of in terms of this, because, like, you know, it, it, was, it was awesome when it was on TV. Really, really awesome. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, have you had any you know, fan experiences when you've been out on tour, you know, somebody come up to you and just pretty much say to you, like how the bands helped them through their lives or just a certain song that struck out to them. Yeah. I, I gotta say, we've been quite fortunate in that. Uh, we've had loads of people do this. Um, and so just, just off the top of my head, I can remember this one, this one girl, I think it was in Leipzig in Germany. She came to me and, and you could see that, you know, it was very uncomfortable for her. She was like definitely not in her comfort comfort zone, but she felt like she really needed to tell me. Well, that was really cool. She was like, can we step outside for a bit? You know, and, and she started telling me kind of her, you know, the story of her life. How she like really suffered from depression. You could see in her face, she was like not making this shit up. She was like right in there. And she was, she was telling me, it's just so, so amazing that you guys write about this, but I can feel like it's, really genuine you know it's not this like this pose you know it's yeah not... doing it for just doing it you know yeah, yeah yeah one of my friends on on tour once said you know there's a lot of bands that are trying to sell this fake passion about things and and you guys don't do it i was like dude that's an amazing way of, of putting it this fake passion i feel it all around me like no names obviously yeah. but it's the weirdest thing so so this when this happens that's amazing one time in munich germany i had this very young kid came to me and he was like yo i'm trans so like growing up like this is fucking hard but you guys man you make me feel like i'm welcome i was like okay i don't even know what to what to say you know because like i'd never yeah. talked to anyone like that before i'm like dude that's or dude i, I i'm not quite sure but like <laughs> fucking hell like that's that's amazing you know what i mean like yeah like we make you feel welcome this bunch of fucking you know stinky old guys from the czech republic but that's wow it's mind-blowing so so yeah we've had we've had loads of this and um it's it's reassuring but you got to make sure oh, we were talking about this with with this one other band on tour one time and i can't remember who it was but we were like if you're going to talk about like mental health on stage and write songs about it that people connect to make sure you're ready to talk to them about it after the show you know like 
you know, yeah. merch table or whatever. Because like, if people make that connection, they take it seriously. Like they don't question you. So then when they come to you, want to talk, talk about it, make sure you're there for them and you're going to listen to them, you know, and whatever. It's like, you can't just like fuck off after the show and say, ah, whatever, it's part of my, part of my show. No, like it's got to be real. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I don't kind of overdo it on stage. Don't talk about it too much when I'm not ready to talk about it after the show, but it's, it's, it's just worked again. I'm just kind of trying to be natural about it, you know? and say how I feel about it. Don't overdo whatever. Don't act like some, something I'm not. And then, you know, sometimes the feedback really is quite mind blowing. You got to kind of take a step back and say, wow, okay. The power of music is incredible. Yeah. Not the power of me, but the power of music itself is whew, crazy. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, no, hundred percent. And I feel like the majority, as you said, you know, there's loads and loads of bands, especially in the genre, you know, that we listen to um speak about mental health um yeah and i just feel like you're you're definitely one of the bands that i just feel like it resonates you know more in the way that you write about it and yeah just the way that you actually like present it with the music um so yeah no de definitely a great job uh do you feel like you know when you're talking to people um you feel like you've done you know you've done a good job with it um in the way that you know you haven't you know you can hear the stories throughout the fans and just put it back into more music that you're writing i hope so man i hope so i know i know it's a lot of responsibility because you're you know the music is out there and it's going to be out there um so i really hope so but i feel i feel like i feel like yeah we, you know just because we've really we've just been honest about all this stuff always i think that's the best job you can do literally just just be authentic. Don't even try to be authentic. You know, people say like authenticity sells. I don't give a shit about it. Like I'm, I'm just going to be authentic and then it's going to work naturally, whatever you do, you know, you could be like a party party band and, and that's cool too. If again, if, if you stay after the show and party, but like, <laughs> so yeah, I feel like we've done a great job, uh, you know, in this regard, but uh, I don't think we've ever really thought about you know doing a great job there it's just kind of it kind of works it kind of yeah. clicks so i sure hope so man I, I don't want to fail people in this i know it's a pretty serious topic and i would hate to fuck up there so i really hope it's i really hope it's working i know i'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it has I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> um so the whole reason of this podcast was um essentially just to discuss how music has you know affected our lives you know mm -hmm. the name of the podcast as you know is music therapy um, sure. so yeah how is you know how has music helped you personally um not just listening to it but creating it yeah both and hugely man like um i will say that this you know despite the fact that we're living through this crazy ass pandemic i'm mentally in a pretty good place now i think so uh, honestly, like what I listen to now, it kind of mirrors more like what I'm trying to explore now. So I really like to put on some like dreamy music and just kind of like float away and just like, uh, you know, literally just have a good time with it now. But but um, especially in my like early 20s, I was in a weird place mentally, like weird. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I was like super depressed because I think that would be 
disrespectful to people who are really struggling with this uh, illness, but in a really weird, dark place for like a, the longest time. And even as a kid, I was always kind of like this really serious, weird um, kid with a lot of darkness in my in my head. And and music has always been there for me because you know it never it doesn't ask you anything. It just kind of it kind of is there. And just like you know, you just listen to it and you feel great. And then uh, you know because you know, English is not my first language, obviously. Yeah, so, so as a kid, there, there was this kind of barrier and, but, but still even the sound itself did a lot of great yeah. job, you know, like listening to all these like punk bands or, or like new metal or rap, rap bands. And you, you heard all that like angst and anger in it. And you were like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. That's like, like that's me, you know, like, like rage against the machine. I always listened. I was like fucking rage, man. Like, yeah, we got to like change the world. I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. But even like the the, the, the the sonical part kind of spoke to you in a way. And then as I started, you know, understanding the lyrics better and um, I was often surprised like, oh, so it's like, it's literally what I thought it was. It's, it, it's amazing. And, and then I started listening to more like, uh, I don't know, like emo and pop punk and stuff like that. And again, like some bands that truly write great lyrics, honest and amazing, like the story so far, for example, that was like the go-to band for me for for many years and it's you know um sometimes it's what a sad song can do for you when you're really sad is the fact that you can connect and yeah. you literally feel like hey i'm not the only person feeling like this at least there's this other guy in this band who wrote this song and that's 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 awesome you know it doesn't necessarily mean that you find a way out it may not be therapy in the sense that you sort everything out but it's a, it's a, it's it's a therapy in the sense that you you kind of find the path you can walk. So it's always been a massive part of my life as 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 a consumer of music, you know, and a fan. And in terms of writing, that's I don't know if that's even better. Maybe 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 at different times it works differently. But uh, but uh, I remember specifically the song "Every Grief" on our record, the last track on the record. Yeah. I wrote the lyrics for it like a long time ago and then like rewrote it like a million times. But the original idea that was literally a few years ago, you know, I was just sitting at home and I was like almost like physically feeling this, you know, the darkest feelings in me because uh, I was like feeling the band was going no nowhere and didn't know what to do, just like questioning and doubting everything. So I sat down, I was like, okay, let's just write exactly what you feel you know and and then i wrote the the chorus which because like i uh, i just want to leave fly away blah blah whatever so i wrote the first thing that came to my mind i remember sending it to my youngest brother uh so not the one in the band but my other brother and he's like oh, i know it's a bit cheesy i was like yeah i know it is but that's what i want you know that's what i felt at the moment i just wanted to get the fuck away from everything you know because i was just like so um I guess disappointed and also frustrated and mad and sad and angry as hell. And I just, you know, like needed to like just say it like in the in the simplest way possible. And I remember the huge like sense of relief, you know, when I saw the words in front of me, like, at least now I know what it is. You know, I spelled it out. There it is. People can listen to it now. Take it for yeah. what it is. And it's, dude, that's, that's amazing therapy. You know, it, it really is. And for, for me, it's obviously, it's two things. One is like writing the, the music, which uh, obviously uh, also um, kind of translates the feeling in a way. 
and then the lyrics where where you literally just say what you what you feel so it's amazing i i don't really know about anything other than music that can you know have this therapeutic power because it goes directly into the emotion so music truly is super unique in that and uh it's been it's been the greatest thing yeah exactly no i i totally agree i feel like you know there's music for every kind of day you know every emotion um, yeah. So, yeah as you said you know if you're having a great day there's music for that i feel like if i'm having a great day i'll put on you know, hip-hop hip -hop. um yeah. if i'm having cool. a shitty day it'll be like you know emo rap uh, <laughs> right yeah so it, and it's it, right there man it, it is yeah, there exactly. it is there it's amazing it's amazing yeah and you don't, it's, it's, it's yeah, a great it's, way it's cool. yeah um i want to end you know end this episode on really just um a message to somebody that's listening that you know is going through a shitty time um just with the pandemic and really you know what would you say to somebody that you would meet you know even a fan even somebody on the street that you know just you can tell is feeling down yeah, so what I would say, and I want to I want to choose my words very carefully here because I don't want to say something stupid. Um, but I, what I want to say is that a lot of people will tell you, you know, oh, don't despair. You're beautiful and you're special and and, you know, your life is just so important. And I, I listen carefully. Right. I want to say me or you or anybody else, we're, we're not like we're not special. We're not unique. We're not beautiful. We're not needed, whatever. But that you know what's amazing about that is despite the fact that truly it's an illusion of like being special and unique and blah 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 life still is fucking amazing and special and we can live and do live our lives as if we were the most special you know being ever to have lived on this planet and to me that's absolutely astounding because like i don't think that we need to base our kind of kind of therapy uh, around telling people how unique and special they are because one you know once they kind of find out that not not really that's gonna like doubly like crush them you know what i mean so yeah. i just want to be let's be let's be more honest about it we don't need to be special and beautiful and unique and the most important person to ever happen because we're good enough as we are that, that that's cool that's cool, man. Like I'm, I'm a shit fucking dude sitting here in Prague with nothing to do on a day like this. Yeah. But I'm alive, man. That's fucking amazing. So, so to me, it's like kind of taking it one, one day at a time. Cause like, you know, I hope there isn't, you know, uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel, especially talking about this pandemic, but I can't quite see it yet. But it's there and we'll get there. Of course we will. Because that, that's how it is, man. That's how it is. Nothing lasts forever. So you don't need to be special or unique or beautiful or whatever the fuck to just, you know, live. And that's, to me, that's the most amazing thing, really. So I hope it doesn't sound too negative because that's definitely not oh, the way I mean it. I just like, let's get rid of that fucking illusion and just live, you know? I feel like, yeah, no, I definitely, I feel like just telling people how it is and um yeah you know just steering away from the fake shit really yeah 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 that's right you know it helps a lot yeah um so yeah that's, you know that's great and thank you so much thank you for joining absolutely. i mean oh absolutely dude my pleasure thanks for having um, me no i just want to end it on you know your new album's out you've got records you know vinyls on your store um 
shitloads of merch on there. So yeah, in that hasn't checked out your band, please go check him out. Please go to the merch store. Um, yes, please do. Please do. 100%. Um, and hopefully I'll see you on a tour soon. You will, man. You will. That's 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 a promise. So it's it's gonna take a while, maybe, but you will. Awesome. Well, All right, you, dude. Take care. Thank mate. you, man. Yeah, take care, dude. Have it. Have mm -hmm. a good one. Bye, bye. Peace. Peace.